Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Kyla Kofer, who is a leadership and self-care coach. Kyla, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Timothy. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I'm a leadership and self-care coach. With that comes keynote speaking, um, corporate trainings, um, individual coaching, things like that. But I'm also a stay-at-home mom. I homeschool my kindergartner. I have um, a three-year-old as well. But for fun, we are... We like to do projects around our house. So we have a woodworking shop. Um, Currently we're remodeling our bathroom um, and that's no longer fun, I guess, because it's been taking so long that we're doing that ourselves. Um, But also my husband and I are sailors. We have a sailboat and we learn to sail. And when we can take that out, we do. And um, we, I mean, we're just always finding ways to have fun, I guess. It's outdoors, finding plenty of activities to do. It's, I'm never bored. Yeah, absolutely. How'd you guys get into sailing? Um, honestly, somebody gave us a sailboat. It's a crazy story. So we, um, had a little extra money set aside from something and we were just kind of trying to see what we wanted to do with it. My husband thought, um, he, he wanted to consider the option of getting a boat. Well, someone said, Hey, this guy we know has a sailboat. You should just talk to him about it. So we talked to him and we said, hey, tell us about sailing. We've never done it. We don't know anything about sailing. We don't even know what a sailboat looks like. Um, and he said, yeah, you can come over sometime and see our sail- my sailboat. I'll tell you all about it. Well, we never did that. Um, and then a few months later, he called us up and he said, hey, I think I'm going to sell my sailboat. Do you want it? And we said, well, how much do you want it? How much are you selling it for? And he goes, well, I'll give it to you. And you don't say no to that. You just, you don't say no. So we said yes, uh, because you say yes when wonderful things come your way. We took some sailboat lessons, sailing lessons, and learned how to sail our boat. Um, It's a 22-foot Catalina, uh, so it's a little keel boat. Um, It's it's a lot of fun. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It is really fun. We just, we live, we live in middle Tennessee. And so we just sail on lakes. We haven't done any like big time ocean sailing yet. That is coming. Let's get a little more experience under our belt first, but, um, it's just, it's been really fun to learn. Um, I, we've really gotten our kids involved with it. Of course. Um, you know, they like it for about the first half hour (laughs) while we're on the lake, but we're, we're having a good time learning. That's awesome. You know, I have a friend, I was, I've been doing this whole ask people out their dreams and goals thing since before the podcast. So in college, I was asking him about his dreams and goals. And I'm pretty sure he said one of them was to sail across the Atlantic. That's a big goal and a big dream. And I always thought that that sounded, you know, really cool. And then I learned about how hard that actually is. It is a really difficult and can be dangerous task. So people who take on that, I think they're just amazing and quite the adventurers, extremely talented and smart. Um, And someday that will be me. (laughs) What type of boat do you have to have to sail across the Atlantic? 
Um, I would say that actually, I have no idea. <laughs> you would need, you would need um, a boat that has sleeping abilities um, and cooking abilities um, at the bare minimum um, and toilet facilities. So you need the bare minimum of that. And it depends on how much you're willing to sacrifice. Do you want just the basics? Is it just you sailing the boat or are you going to have a crew to help you? If you do, then you probably need a little bit bigger boat that can hold multiple people. They're actually, um, I have had a lot of fun watching YouTube videos of people who do this, who sail around the world for their lives. They just, they live on their boats and they have really nice boats. They'll have ones that, um, that you can stand up inside. We, we can kind of stand up inside with our head bent a little bit and we're short. So, um, but they have like multiple rooms and, um, kitchenettes and everything in them, full baths in the boat. So it, it just depends on how much you want to invest and how, how comfortable you want to be on your sail across the Atlantic. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, awesome. Let's hear a little bit more about your motivation in life. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah, I just, I, I love having things to look forward to. Like, so um, as I mentioned, I'm a leadership and self-care coach. So, um, I'm, and I'm also a bookkeeper. So I do bookkeeping. I've got, um, coaching happening and trainings and speaking events. So I'm always looking forward to doing things and looking forward to planning events with my kids. Uh, you know, a lot of times what gets me up in the morning is my children jumping on me saying it's wake time. It's wake time. <laughs> so you have to get up for that. You can't ignore that. But, um, you know, I just, I, life is just so full of good things. And I love seeing the change that happens each day. And I am personally driven by hope and connections. So building connections with people like right now, this is so fun for me, like getting to know you a little bit and, um, having a conversation, an adult conversation is really wonderful. And then, um, I, I have this great hope that today there will be so that today there will be something different about the day or about the world or um, something new and wonderful is going to happen. So, you know, I have a history of depression and anxiety um, and have learned a lot of tools for managing my anxiety and, and depression. And so hope is becomes really, really, really important for me because of those two things. Um, having hope that the the, whatever I have going on is better than the anxiety that it might cause me, <laughs> um, that building relationships with people is going to bring a lot of joy is going to, that building that connection is going to bring a lot of joy and, um, that there, there's just so much good that the world has in it to bring to me and that I can bring to other people. So, um, I don't know. I, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I love it. So you love having things to look forward to. And that big hope mm. is kind of that something new slash wonderful in every day. And you're like yeah. actively looking for that. I really do. I really do. I'm, and I'm a, a big personal development person. So I'm always thinking and growing and like, what can you tweak? What can you do differently? And, um, I, I'm, I tend to be a little bit over analytical. So I, I notice everything and I'm, I'm kind of looking for new ways to do almost anything. So it's, yeah. uh, it's always, you know, life is worth keeping exciting. It's... <laughs> Absolutely. I completely agree. Have you always been a really, uh, a person that was really focused on self-development or did that come about because of something that happened or mm. some shift in your life? That's a great question. I think, um, 
you know, I grew up in a really religious environment and, um, a conservative, conservative Christian culture environment. And so, um, religious discipline and spiritual discipline was always something that was emphasized. And, you know, through high school, I'd be part of like youth groups at church and getting involved in those things. And there was, um, a slow growing interest in spiritual development. And then I think through college that really turned into more that personal development for me as a whole, um, as I learned about things like boundaries and got into reading some personal development and personal growth books. Um, and I saw the impact that they made on the way I looked at life. Um, and I'm just a lifelong learner. I love learning more information and, and growing and finding new ways to see things. So, um, you know, I, I think that it just slowly developed. I don't know if there was any one thing that kind of got me into it. Although that, that learning about boundaries in college, I had never heard the word boundaries before college. Um, so here I was 20 years old and I'd never heard this word boundaries and I didn't know what it was or what it meant. And, um, we had to take like this, it was kind of a course on it almost. And I was just fascinated. Um, I couldn't get enough. I did not miss a class. And, um, the more I got into it, the more I just wanted to soak it up and share it with other people because I thought, how come we don't all know this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is, um, like thinking about boundaries, when I think about boundaries. I also think about standards. I think they kind of go hand in hand, like your boundaries kind of establish your standards in a way. Um, but <laughs> I also, did not know anything about boundaries and honestly still learning about the fact that you can have boundaries like that right? it is okay yeah I'm still learning about it too and I've been learning about it for some time so. <laughs> about to reveal <laughs> your age <laughs> just almost, no I don't mind if people know how old I am yeah. but I um have I've been learning about them for a while and I'm still learning and every stage of your life gives you a new opportunity to um, learn something new about yourself and about other people and boundaries is part of that. So becoming a parent, learning how to have boundaries with my kids, becoming a wife, learning how to have boundaries with my partner and um, boundaries at my family of origin, boundaries at work, boundaries in friendships and relationships. And um, yeah, I, I, they do kind of go with standards a little bit and that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of that standard that you have for yourself and how you want to be treated and how you, ex you want to treat other people. Um, I think that that kind of goes together, um, cause sometimes our, and, and I've noticed that a lot of times my boundaries get crossed and that's what causes me some anxiety and depression is not speaking up about things because I tend to, I don't know if it's, um, being a woman or just my personality, but I tend to diminish myself a lot and learning how to stand up for myself is a boundary for me. And that has been a big challenge. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. It's like that standing up for yourself, that really being direct in a situation where it's very uncomfortable, like maybe the topic's uncomfortable, maybe you're um, kind of facing an aggressive person or mm -hmm. like just a really strong headed person. It's like that can be just very, very uncomfortable stuff. And like setting that boundary, I feel like it's almost a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Mm, is, absolutely. <laughs> like, and that's what's really crazy. That's like really what I'm learning. And I've realized it more just now in this conversation that setting boundaries and having standards 
is like it's a reflection of like the confidence that you have and the how much res- you respect yourself, how much you like yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely, it is. That's a really great point. I'm going to be thinking about that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my favorite quote about boundaries. Let me see if I can remember it correctly. It's by a man named Xavier Dagba. I follow him on Instagram. If you're not following him, you need to, because he is just wonderful. He's kind of a life coach, counselor, therapist, all these things in there. And he's just got some great advice, but he says about boundaries, telling a person who they need to be in your presence is not a boundary. Telling a person um, how you want them to behave in your presence is not a boundary or you behaving in a certain way around somebody else is not a boundary. A boundary is when you decide, how does he put it? Um, I want to get it right. Um, is, is recreating your own inner peace when someone else shows up in a way that doesn't honor who you are. And that's, that's a boundary is setting for yourself, your own, it, your own peace and being okay with that around somebody else. All right, run that Bobby one more time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because it's it's so very powerful. And I wanna make sure that I read it to you correctly. It's again, his name is Xavier Dagba. Um let me gotcha. See. I'm sorry think- it's gonna take just a second, but it's um Basically, it's saying, don't tell somebody else how they need to be in your presence. Don't try and train yourself into um, something else while someone else is around you. It's saying, this is how I'm going to act, how I'm going to respond to restore my own inner peace when someone is showing up in a way that doesn't honor me. Mm. I'll send you that quote. I'll find that it, is just, it. I, I, <laughs> as you can tell from my communication right now. <laughs> I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that. Like, it's not so like, um, so say I'm with like setting a boundary with my girlfriend and I'm like, hey, I want you to um, like, I don't know, what's a good boundary? I want to experience physical intimacy more. So um, can you act this way towards me? You're saying that's not a boundary. Right. A boundary would be more like, um, oh, it had a, how to say it in that example. Um, oh, I don't know how to say it in that example. Would yeah, it be cause... like, would it be like deciding that I'm going to feel physically intimate with my girlfriend in a scenario? Um, I think it would be more like saying, to your, and you still are going to involve other people, right? In a boundary. So it's saying, um, these things make me feel like more, these things make me want to be more physically intimate with you or, um, specifically doing things on your own that would make you feel that way without even having to say it out loud. So, or for example, like say she says something mean to you and that just like totally turns you off, um, being able to communicate about that in a way to set that boundary of, okay, yeah, actually I'm not going to be intimate with you right now because I'm not feeling our communication. Um, or what you said right then really makes me want to be intimate with you because I felt so respected and so excited to be in this relationship. 
um, to be saying some things like that. It's, it's going to be all in how you respond and how you act, but you can be the one to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave the room or I'm going to come into the room and I get to decide when I'm going to do that. I got you. So it's not like she says something mean to me. I'm going to decide that I feel physically intimate despite that. It's, oh, you said something mean to me. I don't feel that way. I'm setting a boundary right there and I'm just not going to do it. And you can just walk away. You don't have to like explain it to her, talk about it or say, uh, I mean, there, this goes into lots of other things. Like yeah, we can yeah. go into 10 years of therapy if you want to get into this. <laughs> um, so the lots of when you, I feel statements and stuff, but um, a very simple basic boundary would say, would just be you walk away. You don't have to be there. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to try and get her to respond to you. You don't have to get her to apologize, to say the right thing. You just, you don't have to be there in that moment. Mm. And you don't have to apologize for it. No, never, never, never. I mean, you have to apologize if you're being an ass, but yes. <laughs> maybe this was a bad example for them. <laughs> well, 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 boundaries. I mean, it, it's not a bad example. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a good example and an important one because that's, we, every relationship is what boundaries come into. Right. And especially intimate relationships boundaries could be really, really difficult and we can get angry. And we're like, I don't know why I'm angry right now. Oh, because I didn't get to have physical intimacy with my girlfriend because she was being mean to me. Um, and I'm feeling angry about it because I went forward anyways. Well, a boundary would say like you, if you want to feel angry, that's okay, but you don't have to go forward. Like you can walk away. You can go restore your own inner peace. So I found that quote. Let me read it to you. It says, Telling people what you need is not a boundary. Telling people who they need to be in your presence is not a boundary. How you choose to respond to people to restore your inner peace when they show up in your space in a way that doesn't honor your integrity is a boundary. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's Xavier your dad. Go look him up. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, now let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. Tell us about your- Oh, yeah for your life and your company. Yeah. So one of my um, biggest dreams is to speak on a stage of full of that with thousands of people. Um, I would love to be invited to speak on a stage in another country because I love to travel. So it would be just a huge dream of mine to speak on a, a European stage um, or maybe um, uh, yeah, a European stage somewhere. I think that that would just be amazing. Um, and for my life, I, I just want to live a legacy that I'm proud of and that my family's proud of that. Um, I have positive relationships with my family, with my kids that, uh, you know, when they're older, they don't ignore my phone calls or, <laughs> I mean, I won't call them every 10 minutes, but <laughs> that they don't, that they don't, um, avoid me, that they don't never come visit, that they just, that they want to have relationships with me because they're proud of who I am and they're proud of who they are. Um, so I just, I, I want to be a good parent. I want to be um, a good role model, a mentor, um, somebody that people look up to. And I want to be someone that I can admire and respect as well. So build my own legacy, but yeah, I, gosh, I love speaking on stages. And so speaking around the world, that is, that is my dream. There we go. Speaking yeah. around the world and just being good and basically all of your relationships, including the one with yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. You know, I was journaling today. I don't journal often, but I'm trying to start doing it more consistently yeah. to be like, you know, self-aware and just understand myself. Um, you. Thank you. But I, I was asking myself the question today. Um, 
what is it like? Dang, you know, this just got really vulnerable really quick. Actually, I realized that this question. So, was okay, like... just hold on a second. Um, I want you to know that that is totally my fault because somehow, like, that's what I do as a life coach, and somehow that just happens in all of my conversations. So it is, it is something that I brought, and if you don't want it, we can walk away. No, no, I'm totally fine with being vulnerable. I was just, I just realized that I'm about to give a lot more information than I usually do. Probably because I got a lot more information about myself than I usually do today. (laughs) Good. (laughs) But I I asked myself the question, what is it like? What does it feel like? Or what is the reality like to want to be with yourself? Which was a really, it was a really weird, I was like, it's really weird that I even asked that question because you think by default, you would like, want to be with yourself and it reminds me of the power of now he talks about in the very beginning of the book he was like I realized that I hated myself and that was a weird thought because how do you hate yourself and it's like then there must be two of me and he went on that that blew my mind but that was kind of the vibe of my question of like how do I like really really love and show up for me like I consistently do for other people in my life all the time Yes. I would say that question kind of is what drove me to do the exact type of coaching that I do ultimately. Um, but I, I would love to hear if you're willing to share how you answered that, or are you still thinking through it or where are you at? I just, I just wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> well, it's such a good question. And I think it's one that we continually answer, but I noticed that about myself. Um, I don't know, 15 years ago, I, and this is a perfect time to talk about it. So in, um, the re- Christian religious world, this is a period of Lent and fasting, uh, right before Easter. And I'm not as religious as I used to be, but it just happens to be right now. And this is a great example, but years ago when I did, I practiced the uh, Lent, I, um, decided to fast. And a lot of times people fast from like meat or from Facebook or, uh, you know, from, TV or chocolate, sugar, or something like that, alcohol. Um, I decided to fast from self-defeating thoughts because I realized that all day long I was speaking negatively towards myself. And I thought, you know, I think so highly of other people and I want to serve people and love my neighbors and, and be a person who loves other people. But if I am doing that and loving myself so poorly, what am I really giving to other people? am I really giving them love or am I just giving them some modified version of it? And I noticed in that fasting from self-defeating thoughts, how many times a day I spoke so negatively towards myself. And it changed my life because I started to think about myself more positively. I started to give myself this love and compassion that we all deserve that I want for you, that I want for everybody I meet. And I thought, I think everybody I meet would want that for me too. So why do I treat myself so badly? Um, and, and it just really, it's been a lifelong journey for me because, you know, old habits are, are hard to change, but, um, it, it's a really good journey of just speaking positively to myself. And I firmly believe that, uh, and this goes through everything that I teach. It all is from a foundation of self-worth that when you can love yourself so deeply and understand how much how your value is so high, you know, you just have this un, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, um, unconditional, unconditional. Yes. Uh, Unconditional value and unconditional love for yourself. It's amazing how that just fills you up in not in a selfish way, but you fill up so much that it overflows 
to everybody else you meet. You, you have no choice, but to offer that love to everybody else. It doesn't go the other way. You don't like start being nice to other people and then love yourself after that. You have to love yourself enough to know how much, what your worth is that you're invaluable. Um, invaluable. Is that the word? No, is that, that's not the right word where you're like they're priceless. That's the word I'm going for. <laughs> priceless. You're priceless and that we all are. And, but when we don't believe that for ourselves, how can we really believe it for somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, that kind of analogy you just described there of the cup and the overflowing and it, when, once it overflows, then you can genuinely give it out to others when it's not, it's like, you're kind mm-hmm. of just, you're kind of empty. And then you have, you have the like mood swings and stuff, right? It's something I noticed in myself and it's because my cup isn't full because I'm always hating on myself all day of like, I'm really good at active listening. I'm really good at showing up for people. The action of love, I'm really good at, but the actual feeling and genuine intent that is love is often missing sometimes. Cause I'm like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's even something that I want to genuinely want to do, if that makes sense. Like, I know that mm-hmm. was a lot of words, but um, yeah, it's just, um, it's something I noticed in myself and something else we're talking about. You talk about your past with faith and I'm like fairly Christian right now. I struggle to say that because I really don't like the really religious aspect of it, but following Jesus hands down, I'm all in. And so when it comes, I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting because it's a cultural movement right now that um, thousands and thousands and thousands of people are or would say that exact same thing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 It really, really is wild, but there's a reason for it. <laughs> um, however, the reason I was am able to do the like action of love is out of obedience, right? I'm like, I know how much like God loves you. And because God loves you that much, I'm going to love you. But then I'm like, I neglect the fact that God loves me <laughs> also that much. It's amazing. How do we neglect that? And, and in reality, we have to practice with ourselves first. Yeah. And, and for some reason we've, I don't know if we've not been taught it or if it's not intuitive or, or what it is, but we tend to look outward instead of, um, really accepting it for ourselves first and, and saying, I am a lovable person. Like not only should other people love me, but I should love me. And that's okay. Like we think it's wrong to love ourselves. Like we think that it's selfish or that, um, almost sinful. Like it's, it's a bad thing to love yourself. And I think even Jesus himself would say, I I firmly believe that Jesus himself would say, what, (laughs) wait, what? Absolutely not. You must love yourself because, and I'm telling you to do it. And only through that, will you really understand what this love, what this whole big world of love looks like. Um, and, and can we truly love our neighbors? Um, and when I say love yourself, I don't mean like, okay, you're going to go spend millions of dollars on yourself. You're going to go pamper yourself all day long. You're going to buy yourself the nicest things. You're going to eat the nicest foods. You're going to, um, only spend time with yourself, all these things. No, that's where boundaries comes in. (laughs) Uh, you know, both of those things come in, but accepting who you are, who you were created to be in all of its messiness, all of its, um, secrets and all of its, um, judgments and all of the, the, the thoughts and the trials and the mistakes and the adventures, all of it together. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I am right there with you. And I would say that is the biggest thing I'm learning right now. How to like actually love myself like God would love me. And mm. oh man, it's a lifelong journey. That's for sure. Yeah, it is a lifelong journey and a good one. It is. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, mm. and they would really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals. So getting on that stage, mm-hmm. thousands of people, ideally in Europe, who would they be? <laughs> and how would um, they be? Yeah, absolutely. I can right off the bat. It's so easy for me. Sarah Blakely and Ariana Huffington. Uh, Sarah Blakely is the founder of Spanx. She just sold it to Blackstone for like millions and millions or billions. I'm not sure dollars. And she founded this company on her own and she just has this lively personality, um, but it has paved the way for women in business. Um, and not paved the way there are other women who've done that, but she has just really been remarkable for women in business. Um, so I would learn a lot from her and would love to just, um, I would, it would be a dream to be mentored by her, but also Ariana Huffington has founded thrive global, which is, um, burnout and technology using technology to help people, um, recover and prevent burnout. And that's what I talk about is burnout. So I think it's a, it would be a really cool thing to learn from her. She created Huffington post, you know, and she's, um, done those amazing things as as well as a woman in business. And, um, I just really admire and respect her. Yeah. It's actually pretty awesome that she wrote or she, she founded thrive because in college I was really struggling And it was one of the very first like self-development things that I was like really reading. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. And it just gave me a lot of good tips and nice, like even her like emphasis on like no screens and sleep. I'm like that in and of itself is enough to significantly improve one's life. I know. Yeah. Yeah. She's done a lot of, she's really done a lot of great work. Um, I, and they're just, I mean, there are so many remarkable people in this world. I could fill, I could fill hours talking about all the people I'd love to meet, but those two are at the top of my current list. <laughs> there we go. Well, name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you get to that stage on Europe with thousands of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, follow me on social media. Um, I'm Kyla Kofer. You can probably find me anywhere. Um, and check out my website. You can download a free self-care for leaders ebook on my website. You could also listen to my podcast called leadership school, where I interview leaders from around the world about leading with integrity and balance, well-being, um, learning their leadership tips and uh, wisdom expertise. Um, and if you have a team or an event, if you have a team that's looking for some corporate training on well-being or leadership, I'd be happy to do that as well as if you have an event, um, talk to me about speaking at your event. Um, I, it would be my honor and my pleasure to speak at your event. You can find me again at my website, which is kylacofer.com. There we go. Awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is what's your favorite book? movie or podcast, pick one. I'm so excited about this because my current favorite book is actually a series. It's the Grishaverse series by Laura Bardugo. And it is um, a sci-fi series about really ends up being about this one woman and her abilities and her skills. And you'll see why this, I love it so much, but it's her coming of herself. Really. It's learning to um, um, harness her own power to save the world is what it boils down to. And the fear that she has about harnessing that because um, she didn't know she had this power within her and she's afraid of using it. 
but if she doesn't, the world's essentially going to collapse. So that sounds like an awesome. Let's... It is incredible. So it's a book series that three, well, the original Grisha verse trilogies is three books. And then there's some others after it. I've yet to read those, but it is a Netflix series, which is um, what got me hooked on it. It's called shadow and bone is the first book. And the first season is called shadow and bone on Netflix. It is so good. I think I've watched it three times. <laughs> there we go. Well, awesome. I might have to add that to one of my shows to watch. It's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I'm drinking tea right now. Um, but I love to read and to write, but I think the number one thing that I do to take care of myself is to allow myself to be slow. Um, you know, I have the ability to, um, go quickly in my business, to speed things up, to be running around all of the time. Um, and operating at this really high, fast paced level, but uh, purposefully I slow down and choose to say no to a lot of things. Um, because that's my way of managing my own self-care, my own well-being, is to slow down and it, oh, it's okay to rest. Like today I took a nap and I did feel, I fought myself back and forth between feeling guilty about it, but also just knew that I really needed the rest. and that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with it. Guilt is such a weird thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it really is. Well, a lot of it is like not our own guilt. You know, it's um, this cultural guilt that we should be, for me, it's that I should be doing all the time. I have to be on all the time. I have to be the perfect parent, the perfect woman, the perfect business leader and all of these things. And, um, if you stop, then you're not good enough. And it's, that's just a bunch of crap it's bullshit. Like, sorry, I'm using language on your <laughs> podcast. I shouldn't do that. Um, but it's just ridiculous that we, um, have this idea that we have to be achieving all the time. Rest is an achievement. Yeah. I, 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 I know that rest is an achievement. Um, it, it, you can't do all the other things if you don't rest and I needed it today. So I allow myself to rest whenever I need to. Absolutely. Even more like authenticity is an achievement. Accepting yourself, big achievement. Yes. (laughs) Dude, if that's where you are and the only reason you would do otherwise is because of other people, it would actually be, um, really counter. Disingenuous. Yeah. To like, yeah. Anyway. So that's that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're so right. It really is. Um, and, and you know, it's, I think social media makes stuff hard because we, you look and we only put our, usually only put our best self out there in social media. And so you see everybody else's best self and you think, oh, I gotta be like them. And no, you don't. You just have to be like you. Yep. That's all. Just be yep. like you. Exactly. There you go. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet either Sarah Blakely or Ariana Huffington? Oh, to actually meet them. Um, I suppose I could just reach out and ask. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> I might do that. That's not a bad idea. I follow them both on all social media friends. Um, but um, maybe I could interview them for my podcast. That's brilliant. Oh, look at you. <laughs> they would be perfect for my podcast. I'll reach out to them. There we go. Love yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> Of course. Of this course. is great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we have one last question for you. 
it's going to require a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet that have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they'll make that switch at some point in their life to a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch? Oh, Wow. You know, one person in specific came to my mind. And so I'm thinking about that specific person. It was my grandfather. He um, refused any help. He, uh, my grandmother had Parkinson's and he was her sole caretaker for, I don't know, 15 years. She was incontinent, wheelchair bound. And I mean, he couldn't leave her at the house um, alone. He, if he just even to run out to the grocery store, he'd come back and the fire department would be there because she had tried to do something on her own and injured herself badly or something. And so he was her sole caretaker and he would refuse any help. And I'm thinking, I don't know if he actually ever accepted it. (laughs) I think, um, ultimately he did accept it at times when my, like my parents would go to visit, um, because he had no choice in the matter. I mean, he would just be so exhausted that he had to ask for help. And so I, I, a lot of times I'm thinking with his example, and I think this goes for a lot of people that we don't ask for help until it's um, required until we, we have to, because we just can't survive without it. Um, especially if you're going from someone who just refuses to trying to make that change. And then once you do start asking for it and realize that you can't not have help, uh, we all have to have it. We were created to live in community. Humans lived in community for ages and ages. And there are people who still, there are cultures that still operate in a communal living. And it's so beautiful to see how people work together in that way. And I think and I've seen a lot in my culture, um, how we're so independent minded and so independent focused. And it's a, an achievement if you can do things on your own. I mean, just today, I was trying to set up a new internet and I really probably could have needed some help, but I just, I needed to do it on my own. I needed to do one thing for myself and one thing on my own. It was really important to me, but uh, that was today. Usually I do ask for help because I have to have it. You can't, we can't do things on our own. And so I think a lot of times when we're making that shift, Unfortunately, it's because there's no other choice. Um, you can no longer survive if you don't ask for help. Yeah. So the goal is, and part of why I do the coaching and why I do what I do, burnout prevention and healing is to say that exact thing is that we have to live in community without connections. We are nothing. Um, and we have to have each other. There we go. I yeah. love it. Well, awesome. Kyla, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Oh, I could chat for you. I feel like I could talk to you for another seven hours. So we, <laughs> I know we're just having such a great conversation here. I'm really enjoying getting to know you. And um, these questions are so good. So yeah, I don't know, you know, if there's anything that I can do to support you or support your listeners, I'm here. Um, I, I love talking about these topics, um, you know, boundaries, well-being, self-care, um, relationships, connections. I just think that they're all self-worth all woven into who we are and our relationships uh, with each other and how we show up in the world. Um, and I'm just here, you know, I've, I've learned a lot on this journey because of my own experiences struggling with them. Right. So I've been burnt out. I've had low self-worth and I've been exhausted. I, you know, I've, I've had no boundaries and had to learn all of these things. So if I can help you and, and your listeners at any point along the way, so that you don't have to go through some of the things that I went through, it would be my honor. And it really would be. There we go. 
Awesome. And what is the best way to reach you one more time? Yeah, I think the best way is probably my website, which is K-Y-L-A-C-O-F-E-R.com. But I'm also on Instagram at Life Coach Kyla. I'm on um, LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Uh, so I actually, oh, I have TikTok now too. I have TikTok. So you can find me at <laughs> Kyla Kofer on TikTok. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Method. I feel like Gary Vee is getting everybody into TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's He's been like, if you have a business and you're not putting out four TikToks a day. <laughs> oh, I can't keep up with that because, you know, I like to go slow. Yes. <laughs> Self-care. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, Kyla, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Timothy. This is, again, such a pleasure to be here. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Kyla had to say, you loved who she is, make sure to reach out to her on her website, kylacofer.com. Also, you can find her on social media. I'm sure her website has her social media. If not, it will also be in the show notes. And as we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.